G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, as we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. And Dan Flynn, Deputy Director for the ACL, is back with us today. Hello, Dan. Welcome back to 2020. It's a pleasure to be with you, Neil. Hey, Dan, before we talk through some of the agenda, there's going to be some of our listeners who have concerns and heard rumours and read some reports uh, that Martin Isles uh, is moved on from the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, There's been a bit of an outpouring of emotion, but uh, give us your insights into, you know, what's happening from the perspective of uh, the Australian Christian Lobby. Well, Neil, there's really not a lot to be said. Uh, The reality of this is that it is a board-level matter uh, that's being worked through at the moment, and uh, there, uh, you know, there there is um, uh, a pathway uh, uh, that the uh, the Martin and the board are in discussion. So obviously, I'm not uh, at liberty to you know broach any of that. And you know, I suppose the reality for us as staff and uh, for all of our supporters is that we we just have to get on with the political work that's in front of us and let that uh, board-level matter uh, resolve as it will. So, um, you know, there's just no doubt that Martin uh, has been up to this point a phenomenal contributor to ACL, and he has, you know, um, helped build a wonderful movement of politically active people, and, um, uh, you know, that I'm sure that that's what he wants to continue, and that's what the board wants to continue, and... Um, I don't know as much else I can say, Neil, except um, uh, the, the board of Martin uh, will continue to um, uh, work through things and we as a staff will continue in our important political engagement. We all know there are processes that happen in any organisation and uh, some of the discussions around the tables no doubt are from time to time robust conversations and even those sorts of strategic directions and what comes for our future. Sometimes, Dan, not always easy to see the hand of God uh, when we become attached to particular individuals but there is something a little deeper here that I imagine... Uh, you'd be encouraging listeners, as I am, uh, to say, let's look a little deeper than where you might feel about things right now and and try and see that God's hand is at work. Well, I think so, Neil, and I think to, uh, for people to, to pray for the organisation, to pray for Martin, and, um, you know, there's no doubt that uh, Martin is, you know, a leading uh, Christian spokesperson in the country, uh, there's no doubt about that. Nothing's going to change that. Uh, and there's no doubt that ACL is a force for bringing Christian influence into politics. So those things aren't going to change. Um, and uh, these things will these things will resolve. So, uh, you know, we obviously, we look to God, we trust in God. And uh, to those who have been unsettled by this, um, that would be my encouragement as well to... Uh, to look to God, to to pray for 
uh, everybody involved and you know I think very importantly uh, pray that the uh, the vital work uh, of uh, helping young people helping the vulnerable helping the unborn uh, that all of that continues uh, because nobody wants to see that unsettled. Well, you've got an outstanding team, and uh, the team, uh, the whole organisation, is more than one person, although uh, he did play a very important role. But just take us for a moment here, Dan, if you can, to uh, what the Australian Christian Lobby is designed to do and has been successfully fulfilling that function and the, that strategy for now uh, well over 20 years. Uh, give us some insight here into just the sorts of things that on the day-to-day basis, this is what you're called to do effectively. Well, politi- uh, political influence is probably our number one uh, criteria by which we are measured. Uh, are we bringing a godly influence into politics, into the parliaments? And so um, on a day-by-day basis, we are, uh, you know, uh, scouring the media. There are staff that do that uh, to work out, okay, what are the issues? And we will talk about shortly an issue that's just emerged, um, you know, over the weekend and that we are currently activated on. So there's that part. There's the part about raising up a grassroots movement of people who themselves take political action. And so we have something of the order of 10,000 volunteers divided by electorates led by local campaign organisers who work in particular electorates and meet MPs. Uh, they'll, they'll be on the phones, they'll be dropping flyers, doing what's necessary to bring that influence. So that's kind of the second part of our work. Um, the third part of our work has really been a lot around social media, a lot around um, uh, the truth of it. Uh, the uh, um, you know there's a there's a sort of a uh, an explanation certainly that Martin has given about you know cultural Marxism and how that's upstream from politics and how it actually impacts politics. So those communications, uh, you know, whether it be uh, by Martin, uh, by Wendy, or others, uh, will continue uh, so that people understand the importance of being involved uh, from a theological perspective. Uh, so. Uh, that's probably the third limit of our work, and of course there is, um, uh, you know, what you call probably, you know, mainstream media. Uh, we have a strong presence in the mainstream media. We are close to many journalists on all sides of the political spectrum, uh, and we have people in the parliaments who's who wear out their shoe leather uh, talking to MPs. And Wendy, for example, is flying into Canberra this morning. Uh, she'll be busy meeting with federal MPs this week. So um, that's larger the scope of our work and we have something of the order of 260,000 supporters who support that work and about 10,000 volunteers who are saying hey I want to be boots on the ground as well so that that's very exciting well you know it is a significant organization there is a significant uh, purpose there in what you do before God and uh, keeping him front and centre. A time when there might be uh, some sort of upset that some people might recognise, but a time to actually say, well, uh, what are we going to do here? And uh, my encouragement, as I think yours is too, Dan, is to uh, dig in a little deeper, to hold firm and see some of these objectives through to some fulfilments so that there can be effective engagement in the Australian political process. And as you say, 
10,000 volunteers, uh, upwards of 230,000 subscribers. It's a substantial organisation, and uh, and there will be those who are saying, what can we do to take this another step further? Hey, And in some sense, Dan, even though there is a little bit of a blip at the top, it is business as usual. So let me ask you about the New South Wales state election. Uh, we're really closing in on it, just over two and a half weeks away. And uh, it's a significant election, where, especially for those voters in New South Wales, to pay special attention to who's being elected. Uh, thoughts here for what's coming with the election? Well, you know, we're in an environment where uh, in New South Wales... Um, you know, the Liberal government, uh, under Liberal leadership, we've seen abortion passed, uh, abortion to birth. We've seen euthanasia passed. We are seeing all sorts of queer agenda being rolled out under a Liberal government. Um, sure, that would all happen under a Labor government as well, but it kind of uh, makes you worry that, look, um, you know, Liberal Labor uh, is not going to make a real lot of difference to the actual sort of uh, policies that get through in New South Wales. Um, it might affect the pace at which it happens, uh, but that's about all. But what is meaningful and what can be done is if we have a conservative uh, slash Christian um, upper house crossbench, in other words, if the conservatives uh, have um, the majority in the upper house, then much of this bad legislation that could come from either party, Liberal or Labor, can be stopped. And to that end, we have forums on uh, that are going to um, profile a particular piece of legislation, and it's Mark Latham's Parental Rights Bill, where he's basically saying parents ought to have the right to determine what children are taught in New South Wales schools, particularly on the issues in relation to gender. He put that bill up in the last term of the parliament, but the Liberal Party would never allow it to be debated. Uh, he will bring it back on if re-elected. So um, at these forums, and there's one, in fact, uh, on Wednesday night uh, at Campbelltown, uh, then uh, Mark Latham will be presenting on that. We will also hear from Lyle Shelton, uh, who uh, is running as an independent, and both of these gentlemen have vowed to be um, the Conservative crossbench who would resist uh, any um, encroachment of parental rights uh, by the government of the day, whoever that is. So there's a forum, an in-person uh, town hall type forum in Campbelltown, Wednesday night. Uh, then next Monday night, Parramatta, Liverpool the following Monday. So the, the 8th of March, 13th of March, 20th of March. And for those who can't get to those uh, areas which look like Western Sydney, there will be an online forum at which uh, people can address their questions to Mark Latham and Lyle Shelton, and that'll be on the 16th of March. So people can watch out for that. Um, but it's really important that Christians in New South Wales know what's at stake, particularly in relation to parental rights. And can I say, we have been on the phones uh, ringing uh, people in New South Wales over the last week, and, and we're planning basically to do that Monday to Saturday over the next few weeks to get the word out that this issue of parental rights uh, in school for their children is really important so that our children don't come home, um, you know, having imbibed gender fluidity, challenging the parents about gender and their own gender. Uh, this really must be stopped and only a conservative Christian 
uh, crossbench can do this. Well, in a time when we'll often say we're in the middle of a cultural revolution, uh, you have the opportunity to become a little more informed about what's happening with an election. That's going to be absolute gold for the Christian listener. So you've got these three forums that are around the Sydney region. Uh, there's also just uh, there's also about eighty odd of forums that are coming around New South Wales. Uh, Freedom for Faith, the organisation, uh, is organising yeah. all of those. Uh, you've got to have yeah. organisations working together in all of these different dimensions to be able to inform a general public about the things that they are facing. These are crisis things that, and the interesting thing, Dan, is that none of these sorts of issues are being debated in mainstream media for most people who are getting their news from mainstream media they're they're missing some of the important things that are bringing dramatic change to their community any thoughts here uh look it's as you say the um the all these forms are really important and anyone any time you get a chance to uh, get out of your home uh, get into one of these forums listen to the candidates ply them with questions all the better uh, you know, the voters are the employers, and I do encourage people to attend to these forums, and so that they can find details uh, of the ACL forums on the website. Okay, there's forums, but there's also a website uh, for every listener who is listening to us right now. The New South Wales Votes uh, page that is set up ahead of elections, whether it's federal elections or state elections. ACL has these website pages. Uh, Lots of good foundation understanding for what's happening in your own electorate with the people who are your current incumbent members and those who are candidates. No matter what electorate you're in throughout New South Wales, uh, you've got a lot of bases covered, Dan. That's a great point, Neil, and people can go to their electorate. We've asked the candidates the difficult questions. And insofar as they have responded, you'll find that up on that website to help you vote locally. Okay, let's move on. You mentioned uh, that we would talk about this, uh, the deportation of a child with Down syndrome. Uh, This is a story that's happening in Western Australia, in Perth. Uh, Give us your overview of what's happening, Dan. Well, there's a family uh, from India who immigrated in 2016 uh, they have a, a, a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old, and they've been in the country yeah, for, for that long. Now, um, they've been told by letter in the last week or so that they won't be able to get permanent um, residency because their Down syndrome boy, uh, Arian, uh, is too much of a financial burden on the government. Now, the, uh, the government is saying that this child will cost something of the order of $600,000 uh, to fund, you know, I imagine they're thinking over the next five or six years, uh, and so the government says no, you can't stay. He's got to, the whole family's got to go. So unless the immigration minister Andrew Giles intervenes in the next two weeks, uh, that family has to be deported. Now, the so just some things about the child. The child um, has very limited disability. Uh, the child has Down syndrome, which manifests in sort of a delayed speech, uh, but a very, um, um, you know, just a very capable young child. The child goes to a mainstream school. The child and his family have not accessed the NDIS, which tells you uh, that that child is, you know, there's not too much wrong with that child. Um, And 
What's, what the government is doing is they are sending a message that if you have, um, if, a, if a child has Down syndrome, they're a burden. And I think it, it's a message that goes beyond the immigration issue to the, to the life issue. It's sending a message uh, to everyone uh, and to young pregnant mothers even that, that uh, if their child has Down syndrome, that child really ought to be aborted because they're a burden on society. And here we have a scenario where the government's actually quantified it. Now, these, these children uh, are not burdens. Uh, they bring a lot of joy and happiness. And um, this particular child is a beautiful child, as a fair bit to be seen online. Um, Wendy Francis, who, as I say, is flying into Canberra, has reached out this morning for a meeting with the Minister, Andrew Giles. And we will be looking to um, connect this, uh, our grassroots to this project uh, whether it be by petition or phone calls, uh, we will we will take action on this uh, because it's just too important. Um, you've got a, a, a family that are they that both parents are, are working uh, in pretty high level uh, jobs. One in one's in um, I think cyber security, one's in IT, uh, paying their tax, and um, and this child uh, is not even on the NDIS and is in a mainstream school. Now, I wouldn't care if the child was in a special school. It made no difference to me. Um, the reality is that uh, every life matters, and to deport a family because they have a child with Down syndrome uh, is basic discrimination on the basis of disability, um, nothing short of it. So um, we'll be getting pretty angry today, Neil, and um, uh, the minister's going to be hearing from us in no uncertain, no uncertain terms. Uh, well, Godspeed to you and to Wendy Francis, who's making those approaches today, because at the heart of what you're describing there, Dan, discrimination against people with disabilities or those who might have a medical condition is something where, as Christians, we say, wait a minute, that's not on. And uh, every life does matter and every life has value. So uh, for listeners today, uh, they might be looking for opportunities to be a part of a petition that you're about to launch. Let me say this is how you find the Australian Christian Lobby, acl.org.au. And from where you are right now, you could participate in that petition, acl.org.au. Undoubtedly, there's more to follow along as we monitor the developments around that case. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. It's always my pleasure, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.